want to welcome onto the show Adam Oldfield, our tech expert. Uh, Adam, I got into Ordle this weekend, uh, and I'm now hooked. I like it a lot. I think, though, for anybody that thinks you can get it in two, that's a fluke. I think three involves some thought. And if you don't get it by six, you're simply not trying. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I tried it the first time uh, a few. Actually, I started a week ago and I got I got wind of it um, as it was gaining momentum. And I got so frustrated by the uh, the fourth try that I, I ended up going and cheating on Google Scrabble where they Come give you on. answers of five letter words. <laughs> and I was like, I got to win this. I can't lose now today. But you lost. Say- you cheated. I did cheat. I did. So you I, lost. I don't like to lose. I, I don't. And, and I don't so like to you lose. did. But you allowed yourself to lose by cheating. I, I succumbed to the fact that, you know what? It was just irritating me to think like maybe the website was broken, Kelly. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. This is not a me problem. This is a website problem. I think this word doesn't exist. Uh, so anyway, yeah, no, I, 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 I've been actually playing with it. My daughter and I were, were using it to, uh, uh, I was explaining it to her and she kind of got a, she didn't know what it was, got into it. Now she's addicted to it. So, uh, I mean, what's interesting is this is just a website and I think, Many, including my daughter, was, hey, wh- where's the app? I was looking for the app to download. And just to be clear, this is not an app. It's a website, but it's so simple, it works like an app. So Okay, it's- let me ask you this, because I was playing it, and it knew that I got my first uh, game, uh, my the answer correct, in three tries, and then the second game, four tries. How is it keeping track of that, and is there any risk to my privacy or security? Well, those are your cookies. I mean, that's pretty much what we know our websites are doing on most cases between our browsers when you search different uh, different websites when you're looking and say you're searching for you know a car of a certain type or whatever and then you're you know looking at uh, uh, puppy dog food or something and there's ads on that puppy dog that says here's the vehicle you were looking at would you like to consider buying an ad those are remarketing elements mm-hmm. that that Google has set up so they're like breadcrumbs so uh, it keeps a little memory of your computer so if you signed on with the same device uh, it will be able to know your Mac address and your IP so that's how it's knowing your information without you signing in and giving it so it doesn't know it's kelly it doesn't okay. know it's it's uh you know you're you're on the radio or any of that detail it just knows that device signed in and this is this was the results uh from the past do you find it weird that this guy made a choice you know was is was developed by uh a guy named uh i believe his name was james wardle or yes. Wardle is his name, and he developed it for his girlfriend at the time who loved word, word games. Um, does it shock you that he made the choice to not turn it into an app? Um, would there have been like complications doing that? Why wouldn't he turn it into an app? Well, a great question. And I can tell you right now that, you know, as an, as, as a guy that does this with many different clients in my, in my day job, uh, creating an app is a lot of work and it's a lot of resources to do that. So making a website, the algorithm fits all devices. So as an example, making an app, you got to make one for Android, one for Apple. Then you have to be able to maintain that app within their uh, systems, maintain the terms and conditions. Whenever they upgrade the software system, like they go to iOS 15 or iOS 14 and Android 13, and you need to upgrade your app to adapt to those devices. In addition, you need to make it available for other devices that are also backward compatible. So as I'm describing this already, it's a lot of work to make something that just 
you know, is simple. It works on the website. So you go to mm -hmm. a website, it works. Works on Apple, works on uh, Android. Now, a lot of these companies, Apple and Android, they really don't want you to go to a website because they want you in their ecosphere. Specifically, Apple, they want apps because they want you to search in their platform to be able to look for their programs. And they want it to be an app because then they can control elements of it. So should you wish to create revenue or create an ad for it, uh, right now, it would not be available for Apple to be able to get their 20 or 30%, depending on how big you are uh, as a developer. So uh, it's not an app and it's it's interesting. This is open up, in my opinion, a can of worms and Apple and Android are very much diligent right now on trying to keep everyone in their little ecosphere to say, no, 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 don't leave our app store. Everything you need is in the app store. We make it easy and convenient for you. But I hear that there are some people that have decided to rip it off and create apps and they, they're calling them Wordle. Can you, can you talk about that? And if that's well, even legal? Well, yeah. I mean, technically he didn't trademark it, nor did he license it. I mean, of course it was a fun, as you opened up the, the conversation, it was a fun little website. The code is very simple. This is nothing complicated about the program. It, as you know, every day it's a five letter word. Well, there's only so many five letter words as I've discovered when I cheated. So it will be one of those five letter words. You have so many chances. So uh, someone to be able to take that and, and try to monopolize on it and put it into the app store um, gave them all the power to do so. Now, again, they have to follow the same terms and conditions of Apple. Should or if this gentleman, and I'm no lawyer when it comes to uh, uh, an intellectual property, but I'm sure he may have grounds to be able to go after someone trying to copy his code due mm. to the fact that he was the first on the market. He's got evidence to prove that and otherwise. So many, there's lots of duplicate uh, types of apps that are out there, which is where a lot of devices now are being removed from these stores because they've contained uh, malware or tracking software or asking or have permissions to your phone that you did not want it to have. So uh, it is. Uh, it makes sense that uh, that many people want to create an app because then they know that user interface and it's easy to work with. Um, again, if it doesn't require your your camera, uh, your contact list, or your contacts or or your calendar, it really mm -hmm. doesn't need to be an app. Okay, good to know. Um, I want to turn our attention to something else if we could, because you sent Danny a story about QR code scams that are going around. Can you maybe uh, school us on that? Absolutely. As we've seen through COVID, uh, I mean, right now things are limited, but um, we'll, as things open back up, a big push now was QR codes, which you might see them at your coffee shop or a restaurant or even going into a movie theater. The QR code you scan and it, you know, even our, our COVID vaccination passports are QR codes. Well, there is a big push right now in the uh, underground market, black market, where QR codes are being developed and made where when you scan it, it takes you to a website. That website normally will give you a menu or it may give you information about what you need to know about entering the premises or you know how many guests do you have? Well, what they're doing now is these uh, they're fishing pretty much. Uh, if you don't know what fishing is, they take you to a place that looks and sounds and operates like the place you're supposed to be going to, to collect your information. So QR codes are, uh, uh, dummy codes are coming up and they're, uh, they could be a sticker that might be on a, a table that maybe a restaurant had set up. And when you scan it, it takes you to this website where it may ask you for your information. So, you know, to get the menu, you need to enter your address, your phone number, your details. So, uh, it should be very, and again, QR codes are, are they're just links 
All they do is take you to a web uh, to a web URL. So when you're scanning it, it's nothing secure. There's nothing really that is giving you an encrypted access to something. It's it's an open uh, anyone can get there if you had the URL to go to. So uh, QR codes are quick and easy. That's why they're called quick read. Um, recommendations to be able to keep an eye. Just really try to take a look at the website you're going to. Does it really look like the place that you're supposed to be? Number one. Does it have anything wrong, like spelling errors, like significant ones? Second is keep an eye on what the information they're asking for. Why would they actually want that information? Um, and, and third is if, you know, the cameras that we have right now on Android and Apple's, they work to scan a QR code, but all they are is just hyperlink. They just take you to the website. I actually do recommend you look at getting a, a, a software <laughs> through an app store, preferably through many uh, uh, antivirus softwares now are offering QR code readers. And what they'll do is they'll check to see if when you scan it, is it going to a malicious website or a website that is not intended to be from the user or from the original uh, owner? So if you're looking or you're concerned about QR codes, um, this is a step I encourage you to do, especially as Ontario opens up. Sure, it takes the guesswork out of it. Before I let you go, um, very quickly, can we touch on in about a minute or so these new smart bulbs that can actually track your sleep? W what are we talking about here? This is uh, this is pretty cool, actually, uh, Kelly. So these smart light bulbs uh, are, are from Seng, Seng Lead uh, is the name of the company. And what they do is they're uh, utilizing Google radar software. So my wife, for example, she has a smartwatch, but she can't wear it at night and to track her sleeping patterns or otherwise. This would be available that if you were like not comfortable wearing smart devices and otherwise, put these smart bulbs in. And what it will do is it will track your, uh, your heart rate, your sleep patterns. If you put multiple light bulbs in the house, it actually can monitor in the case of someone falling. It can trigger or create a different light sense. So it could go red in the case of you're maybe having uh, your heart palpitations are kicking in or you might be having a heart attack. Um, so this is a new light bulb that actually uses radar uh, and they're working right now on, a, on, on an app that works exclusively with the light bulb, but it will be eventually uh, connected with third-party systems like Apple Health, San Samsung Health, uh, and be able to give you a tracking readout of your how uh, uh, how often you were restless at night. Were you sleeping comfortably? Are, is how your temperature you, how up? Can we, how much do we need to be held by our technology? How do you not know that? Well, I, I, I guess it comes down to, are we getting lazier as we go, Kelly? Uh, yeah. And I mean, if it, <laughs> if it comes down to what it is, like, you know, if you're tired when you wake up the old way, you probably didn't sleep well. I mean, that was the old school. Today, you get a readout and a pie chart and Alexa telling you that it's going to be okay and here's your doctor's oh, phone man. number. So, uh, but this is something that probably more for those that maybe are, uh, you know, do have serious concerns with sleeping, don't want to wear smart wear like a Fitbit or anything else, but but really, uh, maybe those that are elderly, this could come in extremely handy because it's not as invasive. It, it, it doesn't have a cloud system that's going and there's a monitoring party, uh, you know, with the alarm uh, bracelet. This is something that can maybe just warn your loved ones. It can also change the color. So maybe you don't even realize you're having a concern. And yeah, it will, but does it, it know if I've fallen and I can't get up? Yes. It does. It realizes oh. that vibrations and, and, and noticing your, yeah, falling down will be able to be recognized well, and could send a signal. There's what I get for trying to be a smart aleck. I appreciate your time, Adam. Thanks so much for uh, filling us in on the latest. Thanks, Kelly.